0: Hello, everybody. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Sword of Truth Stories. I am so excited to be creating this this year. And um, disclaimer, it is Sword of Truth Stories. The first time I... Uh, introduced the concept to my family. They thought I was talking about sort of truth stories, as in stories that are sort of true, but not <laughs> fully true. So um, it is sort of truth stories. So here we go. Um, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Elizabeth Child, and I live in southern Utah right now. And I have two beautiful children and an amazing husband. And um, the reason I created this podcast is because I have not been able to find a scripture story podcast for my own kids that I really love. And so I thought, hmm... Maybe there are other people out there who are feeling this lack of uh, podcasts for their kids and would like something that I'm looking for. So I decided to go ahead and create it myself. Um, So when my oldest, my oldest son is five and then I have a two-year-old daughter. And when my son was about two years old, he just loved, loved stories, loved listening to stories in the car, loved reading books from the library and um, quite frequently, the only way that we could calm him down was to either tell him a story or read him a book. And so when he was about two to three years old, um, I started looking for scripture story podcasts for kids, um, and ones that went more along with, uh, our religion. So we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and, um, Growing up, I remember listening to Scripture Scouts. We had the cassette tape and CDs of Scripture Scouts. And so when my son was getting older and I thought, oh, I would love for him to have a podcast or something similar to listen to, I thought of Scripture Scouts. And then I sat and thought about all I could remember from Scripture Scouts. Um, And I, I just remember a song... The only thing I could remember was a song about Jaredites crossing the ocean and there was some monster in the water, uh, something like that. And I, that's the only thing that I honestly remember. And I thought as an adult, well, those are fun for kids, but they're it's not necessarily accurate to scripture, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's just not what I am looking for for my own kids. So Um, I have been looking for a while now and haven't been able to find uh, a podcast that I really wanted. So um, back when my son was younger, I just started reading the stories from the Come Follow Me curriculum um, that our church has and retelling the stories to my son uh, in a language that he could understand and my stories weren't long or fancy or super detailed, but I tried to be as historically accurate as possible and entertaining enough to keep his interest. They weren't, uh, they weren't anything I would describe as special, but, um, I, as time went on, I noticed that he has retained so much of those stor- so many of those stories and so much of the, the lessons that I was you know trying to instill in him as i told him these stories and st- he still frequently asks me to tell him scripture stories um ones ones that he has just really loved and he will ask for them over and over and so um i figure that there are other kids out there just like that and maybe parents who don't have time to synthesize the come follow me curriculum into stories for their kids, um, or they're not super comfortable telling stories themselves. Um, so that is how, part of how this podcast was born. Uh, when I was younger, I remember, um, reading scriptures with my family and, and I remember reading them consistently, but I don't, I don't remember anything particular about it. I know it was something that we did, and I remember specific instances of having to wake up early to read scriptures, um, but I don't remember much beyond that. And when I was in senior primary, so I don't remember how old I was, but... Um, um, I was in, I was old enough to be in senior primary and I had an aunt who was my primary teacher. And I remember her telling us a scripture story about a battle that Captain Moroni led down at the river of Sidon, um, a battle between the Nephites and the Lamanites. And it was one that I had read before with my family. And I'd heard the story in, um, in primary before, but it didn't mean much to me. And I remember that my aunt drew a picture of the story on the board and explained it to us in terms and phrases that we could understand. It wasn't just, okay, we're going to read the scriptures now. What do you think that means? Or what do you think is going on here? She drew it out for us and explained it to us in, in simple concepts and simple phrases. And it completely changed my opinion on the war scenes and battle scenes in the Book of Mormon. I thought, oh my goodness, if I could picture this out as if I were drawing it on a map, then it makes sense to me. And so that is what I tried to do after that. I mean, I was only, I was only in senior primary, so I wasn't that old and I didn't read the Book of Mormon through all the way by myself until several years later. Um, but it, I just remember that as a defining moment in my personal scripture study life. Um, And that just really impacted me. So that is something that I want to try to do with this podcast as well. Explain the stories, explain a little bit of the history, but in terms and phrases that little kids can understand. Um, My favorite high school English teacher brought classical literature to life for me in a way that opened my eyes to the virtues housed in classic stories. And um, it opened my eyes to how I could relate to classic literature and, and just stories in general. Um, I, I've always loved reading, but I had never once thought of what reading actually does for me or how reading helps me through my own problems in life until um, that particular class in high school um, and because my eyes had been opened to the wonders of literature, um, I decided to attend BYU-Idaho, and I majored in English. I majored in technical writing, um, but I took several literature classes and loved them. And the, the favorite class of mine that I took at BYU-Idaho was by um, a professor named Brother Allen, and he taught a class called superheroes in literature. Actually, I'm not entirely sure if that was the, the complete title of the class, but that's what I remember. Anyway, we read a variety of, of novels, classic literature. We read um, even some Superman, original Superman comics, which was great. But throughout the entire class, we did a deep study of Joseph Campbell's book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces. And it was powerful. It really, um, it really struck me how important stories are in our lives and how powerful they can be to change behavior, to teach values, to influence the way that we think and behave. And it was so fascinating for me. And of course, because I was at a church school, BYU, Idaho, um, we were able to talk about the power of scripture stories and the power, um, that they can have in our own lives, uh, and how they can help us mold and shape our own character. Um, and I saw this as my son would ask for scripture stories. I would tell him a scripture story and he would have the time to internalize it. And then, I've heard his outward thought process when he is trying to make a decision and a lot of times he will reference scripture stories or scriptures that we've tried to memorize as a family or, um, even just different stories that we've read together throughout the week and stories truly are powerful and they do impact us. Um, I recently read of a study that was done over a decade ago at Princeton, and they did a study on storytelling. So they asked a storyteller to tell two stories while she was hooked up to an MRI machine. And MRI machines track different brain waves so that doctors can see which parts of a brain are being used at specific times. <clears throat> so the t- storyteller was asked to tell these two stories. She told one story in English and one story in Russian. And she was fluent in both languages, so um, she was comfortable doing so. <clears throat> the MRI machine tracked the moments when each area of her brain lit up as she was telling each story. Whether it was a sad moment she was telling about or an angry moment or a scared moment or a joyous moment, the MRI machine could track um, her brain reactivity to uh, her, her storytelling. So the researchers then had native English speakers listen to both of her stories while they were hooked up to MRI machines themselves. And when they listened to the story that they could understand in English, their brain patterns almost synced up perfectly with the storytellers. So when the emotional region of the storyteller's brain lit up as she told a specific part of the story, the same part of the listeners' brains lit up as well when they listened to that same part of the story. When the thinking part of her brain lit up, theirs did too. And I think that is so fascinating. And the interesting part to me is that when the listeners listened, the when the listeners listening to her heard her story in Russian, their brains did not track the story at all simply because they did not understand what she was saying even though she spoke with the same emotion and voice intonations as she did when she told her story in English. Now I love this study because it just goes to show for me that people can hear stories all day long. You could tell your kids stories all day long. You can read them scriptures all day long, but unless they are truly understanding the words and the concepts and the meanings behind the stories, they are likely not receiving any real lasting Uh, comprehension or change because of what they are hearing or reading. They have no way to internalize it. They have no way to relate to it. They have no way to let it change them. Um, And that is where storytelling comes in, I think. Uh, So my goal is to present scriptures in story form in a way that is comprehensible to kids so that they can internalize the stories, learn to love them, learn from them, and become better people because of them. I'm planning on homeschooling my kids using um, mostly a philosophy that I have run across in past years. It's called the Well-Educated Heart Philosophy. And uh, the woman who organized all the resources and um, brought this work about, her name is Marlene Peterson, and she has this to say about stories that I agree with. She says, it's stories that give vision to our hearts. They illustrate life. They set dreams in motion. Our children need to clearly see all the possibilities of life. And for the most joyful life, they need to see what good looks like. What we can do to keep hope alive in the hearts of our children through the troubling but necessary stretches ahead is to make sure we have filled their reservoir of stories with examples of others who have struggled through challenges and overcome difficulties. We need to give them a vision of the world as it can be to look forward to. And especially, we need to show them what faith in God looks like. They need to know God always keeps his promises and that nothing is impossible to him. And that is the end of that quote. And don't you think that is just so wonderful? Stories are a life spring of hope. There have been so many times in my parenting when I have struggled with my relationship with my son— Um, and I have felt like I've exhausted every resource that I have. And occasionally when I turn to God for help, the answer that he gives me is to fill my son's head with specific stories about specific things, depending on what the issue is at that time. So I've said it once, well, I've said it a billion times in the past and I will say it again, stories are so powerful. Now, you might be wondering what age group I'm trying to target, and I will be the first to say that I don't know. I will probably tell the scripture stories in the same way that I tried to tell them to my five-year-old, um, but he enjoys reading encyclopedias for fun, and um, He will just sit down with the dictionary and read it for fun. So um, they might appeal to your toddlers or your teenagers or anyone and everyone who listens. Um, I'm not not trying to target a specific age group. I'm just trying to uh, simply provide scripture stories in a language that kids can understand so that they can learn to love the scriptures and strive to become like the great heroes from the scriptures. And, um, I'm going to try to stay as true to the scriptures as possible. And I promise never to teach false doctrine. I am no professional storyteller and I don't have fancy equipment. So I cannot promise you an experience that is going to knock your socks off. Um, That being said, I would really love feedback and reviews to help me understand what I can keep doing that is effective or what I should stop doing because it is ruining the storytelling experience for anyone who is listening. Uh, So I would really appreciate that. If um, you guys have the time, you can reach out to me on Instagram or leave me a review here. Um, It would be very helpful. <clears throat> so with all of that said, I am super excited for a year full of learning about the New Testament. And um, as I have been thinking about this podcast for months now, um, there has been a song that has been playing in my head over and over and over. And I am not a songwriter. I've never really written a song before. Of course, I write songs you know, on the spur of the moment for my kids or my husband. And I just sing, you know, along to whatever, whatever's happening in the present moment, but I've never sat down and tried to write a song. So, um, as this song has been playing in my head over and over the past several months, I've just kept thinking, I need to get this down somewhere. And, um, so I finally did. And it is a song that I would love to use as part of my podcast, either, Um, I'll probably end up playing it in the beginning of each podcast. Um, So it's just a little ditty I wrote about um, fighting the adversary by using truth. And I truly believe that that is what scripture stories can help our kids and our youth do today. There's so much power, so much strength in uplifting, inspiring, and hope-giving stories So, without further ado, here is my first attempt at songwriting. So, here we go.